I am Sarah Meyer, the host for Around Our Schools. Margaret Fremuth is my partner and tech guru. Through the first six programs, it is our plan to inform you about some of the educational happenings within Clatsop Community College. Then we plan interviews with the County Public Schools and Tongue Point Job Corps to learn more about their programs. As citizens, we support our schools through our votes and taxes we pay. As students absorbing learning, as staff and faculty making learning safe and challenging. Society and business want responsible, trained people to sustain the economy and community. We rely on public education and it is my plan to share how many of the programs are working. So let's get started. Back in 1954, a new high school was built for Astoria, leaving an empty school that was built in 1911. With lots of work, Clatsop Community College became a reality in 1958. Over the years, the college continued to expand and in 1995 funded the first building at MERTS, the Marine and Environmental Research and Training Stations campus. Today, we talk with Kristen Wilkin, the Dean of Workforce Education and Training, and Captain Eldon Russell, Maritime Science faculty. Welcome, Kristen. Thank you for having us. Will you tell us about yourself and your role at Clatsop Community College? You bet. I was born and raised in Clatsop County and have been with Clatsop Community College for 21 years. And for those of you that don't know, Clatsop Community College has been designated as Oregon's Maritime Training College. I've been Dean of Workforce for 13 years and also Dean over the Mertz campus, which is the Marine and Environmental Research and Training Station. My role is basically to lead around 10 career and technical education programs, uh, including automotive technology, criminal justice, emergency medical technician, and of course, maritime training through our, our program. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Mertz program and how those programs have expanded over the years? Definitely. The Maritime Science Building that we're in right now houses our Maritime Science program. We have a one-year certificate and a two-year degree. Our two-year vessel operations degree has been approved by the U.S. Coast Guard as a training ship program, allowing for our students to have enough sea time after graduating to gain an AB Special and an OUPV, which is Operator of Uninspected Passenger Vessel License. Captain Eldon Russell, who will be joining me shortly, is really the cornerstone of our training ship program because he runs our training ship forerunner. And all of our students who go through the training ship program spend an extensive amount of time on that training ship. We are also continually adding additional courses to assist our students with working in the field. Some of the newest U.S. Coast Guard approvals are advanced firefighting revalidation and proficiency in survival craft refresher. Who are some of those students? So our students really come from all over. We not only support our local students and our regional students in the Pacific Northwest, but I love to tell the stories, and this is pre-COVID, we're gonna get back to this again when COVID is over, of coming into the parking lot on a Monday morning and seeing license plates from Louisiana, Texas, Florida, Alaska, all over the nation who come here for their training because they've heard about us. And that's always wonderful to see. Um, Captain Russell and I were talking earlier about a student that was here a few years ago. He actually got off a container ship in Panama, took a red eye through LAX, 
and was here the next morning at 8 a.m. for class. He was exhausted, but he flew all that way just to take a class from us, and he passed. <laughs> that is very important. So that's our usual maritime students. They're from all over. We have anywhere from eight to 23 degree-seeking students, depending on the year. But when it comes to non-degree-seeking students from around the nation, average of 500 different people come through our doors to take our classes. That's in maritime. And then we have our industrial manufacturing tech center, which houses our CAD program, historic preservation and restoration, automotive technology, and welding. And over the years, those programs have grown. When, we, when I started, we had a one-year certificate in welding. We now have a two-year degree. And historic preservation wasn't even a thought to many of us. And our wonderful instructor, full-time faculty, Lucian Swerdloff, really did a grassroots effort to grow that program. And it's really a cornerstone program that we have here at the college because of all the work that he's done, uh, John Goodenberger's done, all of our other part-time faculty. So someone who's never been out to this campus, how many buildings would they see and have they gone up all at one time or they've gone up over the years? They have gone up over the years. We started with maritime science, then went to industrial manufacturing tech center. Uh, next was our living machine. So our living machine is our wastewater treatment facility that also houses our greenhouse. Uh, that facility has been used over the years from everyone from our art instructors who come down and bring the students uh, to do paintings and drawings of the flowers and the different um, botanicals that are in the garden, all the way to our biology instructors coming down to test the wastewater. And then last but definitely not least is our Fire Response and Research Center which houses both our fire science program and also all of our maritime fire coursework. Great. So let's go a little bit, um, you've talked about the students and the variety. Most of these students that are not in the maritime, are they local, more from the county and Pacific County? Yes, most definitely. Uh, for our fire science program, there are a lot of the students that work with our local fire departments. For our welding and automotive uh, programs and CAD, a lot of local students. Historic preservation, we branch out a little more, especially since uh, we have weekend workshops, which are very well received, where students can come into town for one weekend, two weekends, and take a specific area of focus for historic preservation and restoration. Anything from historic documentation to wood window restoration. We even did a Trump Loy painting workshop one weekend, which was amazing. Interesting. So do you see cooperation between the schools and the college? Yes, so we have our College Now program, which started back in 1992, amazingly enough, and that allows high school career and technical education students to gain college credit through our career and technical education programs for the work they do in the high schools. So we have a lot of variability, depending on programs at high schools and time of year, but our two most um, growing programs are always business and industrial manufacturing tech, including welding and automotive. So how do you reach out to high school students from the College Point? How, how does that happen? So we have a wonderful director uh, of the Carl Perkins program, which is a grant-funded program for career and technical education. Her job is solely working to bridge that gap between secondary and post-secondary education. And it helped that when I first came to the college, that was the first position I ever had here. 
So um, I work with Mary Jackson. Uh, Mary Jackson is also one of our part-time faculty for criminal justice, so she's not only someone that supports the connection between secondary and post-secondary ed, she's also a part-time instructor, so she can explain to the students what to expect if you're a high schooler coming to Clatsop Community College and the expectations of your instructors. So she's our conduit for all things um, and all connections, at least in the CTE realm, uh, next to our admissions coordinator. Sounds like it's a really good effort. Is, do we do anything with Tongue Point? Oh, you bet. Amazingly enough, I came from Tongue Point 21 years ago. And when I came from Tongue Point 21 years ago, I said, why aren't we doing more with them? So from that, we grew our College Now program with Tongue Point, started small with doing business and welding, and then we grew into their seamanship program, and also in the past few years have grown even more to include their students who are doing marine engineering. So the students are able to gain college credit while they're at Tongue Point, and then they can either come over here to take additional courses or use those college credits when they leave and graduate and go back to their hometown, home state. And I love to tell the funny story of having a Tongue Point Job Corps Center a student call me a few years ago who went through the College Now program and he said, I need a transcript. My employer just told me I can get a raise if I have college coursework. Did you know this? And I said to him, yes, I did know this. This is why we pushed so hard to make certain that all of you students get the college credit. We want to make certain that every high school student gets the credit they deserve and every job course student. And that made my day. I know it made his day. He was very excited about getting a raise. Speaking of raises, if somebody would come in to do the two-year welding program, what might they expect as a beginning wage? Oh my gosh, it depends where they, where they go and they want to work. I usually tell students, if you're willing to go anywhere in the nation, you're going to do amazing work and you're going to make an amazing wage. I've had students come out of the welding program that start at 20 some dollars an hour. I've had students come out that have gone to Canada to work, Pennsylvania to work, overseas to work and they've been making upwards of fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars a year right off the bat. We are a living wage training program. Yes, for every single solitary program that we have in career and technical education. Fantastic. I want to explain a little bit more about this fire training station that we have out here. Of course. So the Fire Response and Research Center actually came about um, thankfully due to a grant that helped us do the design work for the facility. We then had a huge amount of support from the Department of Defense and their budget because they gave funding to help build the building. And we had grassroots support from local fire departments and agencies who gave us used equipment, who gave us money for new equipment. And that was years in the process of while the building was being built to make certain that we had enough equipment to start it and get it up and running. I think from the start it was thought to be, this will be for our maritime fire training, this will be for our fire science program, but it's grown to more than that. On any Wednesday night you can come down here and see the fire departments uh, running through the building using the facility. Uh, we also have great support from our Washington fire cadets. They come out once a year and do training. We even have support from our Naval, Naval Sea cadets and then they come all around the nation to do training here once a year uh, utilizing the building. Uh, Georgia Pacific Wanamill, another huge supporter. 
Uh, they come out several times a year, and of course the U.S. Coast Guard. But not only did they utilize it for workforce training, uh, we have a lot of uh, high schools from around the state that come and use it, a lot of private businesses, public entities. We even have Liberty High School comes down every year with their fire cadets and they go through the building, which is always nice to see. So that's an expensive building because it burns a lot of fuel. It's natural gas, amazingly enough. And then, I, well, I always make the funny comment, uh, the smoke is mineral oil. So I always say that our fire instructor and our fire assistant really are 100 years old, but because they're getting a facial and they're beautiful every day in a, in a gorgeous environment that they get to work in. So it is, it is well worth um, all the time and effort we put into making it. And it really is a unique facility that you do not see uh, very often in, in many states. I think it is one of very few that mm -hmm. we see. And, and it's well used, and do people pay when they are using it? Yes, it's part of it, so we do rent the facility. We can rent it by the day, by the hour, it just depends what the departments need. Uh, when we were um, gifted our fire truck from Pacific County Fire, which um, we're very proud of, of our bandit fire truck, uh, we actually made certain that within the contract for being gifted the fire truck that we gave them some free time utilizing the Fire Response and Research Center, which uses, worked out very well. It's well use of our tax monies, isn't it? Yes, and, and it's just wonderful when you see the students, I mean, any students that come through. When Liberty High School comes down, when you see the Naval Sea Cadets go through, their eyes get big, and, and they just are like, we have never seen a facility like this. This is incredible. And then to see them come back year after year. Fantastic. Okay, I think it's about time that we give Captain Russell a chance to share the Forerunner and the Maritime Program. You want to introduce him? And I will happily introduce Captain Eldon Russell. Captain Russell, welcome. Thank you for having me. Will you explain what you do for our students and tell us how you came to teach here? So I teach the maritime students both in the classroom and on the vessel forerunner. In the classroom, we teach them the skills necessary for our academic students to perform their duties on the, the training vessel forerunner. We also prepare licensing students for their licensing tests, and we do test up to the 210 level here at the college. 200 ton level, tell me if I'm not on a boat or a ship, what a 200 ton level might be? A vessel over 100 feet long. Um, there's a lot of variation between tonnage on vessels because there's usage of tonnage doors to limit the tonnage. But uh, if you speak of a vessel that's, that's larger, say 150 feet long, that's most likely going to be a 200 ton vessel. Okay, and we can license that, provide the tests? We can provide the tests for people that are looking for that license here at the college, yes. And we also prep for anybody all the way up to unlimited master. Great. How did you come to teach here? Well, my first post-secondary education was here at Classic College back in the mid-70s. I studied uh, project management and drafting. Uh, I then started into the maritime industry later in the 70s. Um, 
a little part-time here and there, and in 1986, I was offered a job on a Bering Sea trawler. At that point, I was gonna be the engineer, but I still needed to know how to mend webs. So I came back to the college, learned how to mend web at the maritime program, went on to uh, working in the Bering Sea, Gulf of Alaska, Southeast Alaska, Pacific Ocean, until 1997, and then I took a break. I decided to go back to the maritime industry. It's something that's always been in my blood, and in 2011, I returned again to get my licensing because I knew I was gonna need it at that point, and I completed my licensing training in uh, March of 2012 immediately went back to work in Alaska on boats until 2015. I decided to get off the water again and I was lucky enough to get an interview here as an instructor in March of that year and I started in September of 2016. You sound excited. Do you like your job? I love my job. Yeah, this is, um, for where I'm at in my career, you couldn't ask for a better job. Um, at my age, I think I have the experience and the knowledge to bring some of the young mariners up and teach them the right way. So what are those young mariners? Are their age range, their interest range? How do they find the forerunner and the maritime sciences here? Um, most of them have got it through word of mouth. Um, we are working on trying to broaden our, our awareness of we need to get more online, we need to get more into the, the age that we're at. Most of these students um, are going to look online for stuff at this point in time. If they can't Google it, they're probably not going to pursue it. Um, nothing wrong with that. That's the, the age we live in. So, but it is mostly word of mouth, so it's mostly local people that find us? No, cross nation. Once again, yes, we are, um, widely uh, thought of as a good place to get your training. Um, we just had somebody come up from Mexico and another one from San Diego here in the last three weeks. To, they started before COVID. <laughs> one of them didn't get a chance to test before COVID hit. And then the other one had tested but still needed to retest on a couple of things. They both came back here to finish up their, their prepping so that they can go in and test. So speaking of COVID-19, how do you teach students? Is it online? Is it in-person? Is it combination? Um, pretty much all in-person. We have U.S. Coast Guard regulations that dictate to us how and where we need to teach. So at this point in time, there is, there is no way to do this other than in person. So we, we do the best that we can to keep our social distancing, keep our face masks on, and uh, 
try not to spread anything. This is, we're, we're doing everything that the state requires us to plus. But it is primarily in person. It is primarily in person. Is it five days a week? Five days a week. So we have, we have a bit of a different schedule here. So our classroom is an open entry, open exit to allow the academic students the flexibility to go to their other classes and still be able to, to study in there. And the boat classes have progressed to where I work around their schedules with it. So if they've got to be off the boat for, for another class, they take that time off, they just make it up at a, at a later date. So working for the students versus they work at your convenience. Correct. That sounds really good. I like it when we are pro-student. Do you have a special student memory that you want to share with us that might help people understand the extent of, of the forerunner and the programs that we have out here? Well, I just recently been in touch with many of our past students uh, uh, getting, getting ready to do a presentation at the uh, Fort George Ailes and Ideas. So I've put out feelers to and I've, I've had a lot of feedback, a lot of good stories, but the one that really sticks in my mind the most is uh, a student that we had here for, uh, to get his AB license. And he was, uh, he probably did not have the best schooling in his past. So I basically had to take him and read the questions to him. And um, the Coast Guard allows me to do that. So I can, I can read them the questions. I cannot give any inflection in my voice as to any hints, um, but he was just not able to read and completely comprehend what the question was saying, but listening to me ask the question and working with him for weeks on end, he was able to pass the test. And that was very rewarding. But you got him through. Got him through. He'd already been working in the industry for a, matter, for a number of years. So he knew, and I knew that he knew it. It was getting him to be able to understand it. So uh, on a test. <laughs> so the forerunner has been part of Clatsop Community College for how long? believe it was in the early 60s. It was the second or third boat in procession of boats and it's been here the longest. And uh, it's been, it's completely overhauled. I do believe it was in 09, something like that. Um, two summers ago, we had the engine completely rebuilt. Um, we had a professional mechanics come in and, and do it, yeah. That, it's a little bit out of the range of the students, plus this way we have a guarantee on it, which <laughs> it's, it's well worth the money spent. I thank you. I think we have about run out of our time. Um, it's, it's exciting. I think that the Mertz program offers this county residents as well as all around the USA and the world an opportunity to improve their skills, which is what we're about. So thank you, Captain Russell.
for helping us understand the MERTS programs and the Forerunner. So Kristen, if people want more information, can you tell them how to access that for the college and for MERTS here? Definitely. So to gain more information about all of our programs at Clatsop Community College, you can go to our website at clatsopcc.edu. Or if you're interested in connecting with our recruitment coordinator, you could call him at 503-338-2417. However, if you're interested in the Maritime Program or a tour of the Mertz campus, please contact Tony Middleton at 503-325-7962. Hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for helping us better understand some of the opportunities at MERS. Kristen Wilkin and Captain Eldon Russell. Next month, we talk with Jared Sober, Vice President of Student Success at Clatsop Community College. These interviews will be available through the KMUN website. Our thanks to KMUN for providing the time to share information surrounding our work and taxes, support learning, and how very important that is to the health and success of our community. Before we close, I want to encourage women interested in going to school to register on the college website to attend the WINGS conference on March 13th. It is virtual this year and will give overview to becoming a student at Clatsop Community College. You will hear how important that step to return can be and how incredibly helpful the staff and faculty are as you decide to continue learning. Go to the college website, clatsopcc.edu, or call Pat at 503-717-1852. clatsopcc.edu, or call Pat at 503-717-1852. Stay safe and live life. This is Sarah Meyer and Margaret Frimuth, your hosts.
Thank you.